Okay, so um, Hurricane Ida's passed, and you know, shortly after I uploaded the episode, we got power like two o'clock that morning. And what was interesting about that is because I didn't want to. I didn't want to share at that time because sometimes um, when I'm called to give out something, a good bit of the time, majority of the time, is something that I need, but I'm called to give. You know, it's that same reaping and sowing universal thing that happens with everything. And um, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to talk at all because it was so much going on. You know, it wasn't just, you know, and I think people forget about that. It's not it's not just the power being out. It's everyone else when you're the adult in the house, the people who, you know, the two head adults in the house, you have to process how everyone else is processing what's happening to them and to everyone collectively. You know, even some of the areas that could be naive, you know, because you aren't the one going out in the lines and waiting and dealing with the people being away and everything. And, you know, it was an anniversary for us, you know but a first time experience for them. So there were there were so many layers that you know, we typically don't give ourselves credit enough for processing. And um I don't know if I ever mentioned to y'all that I I I really like the sound of ticking clocks. That's my clock because I didn't feel like recording in a closet. I just did not feel like that. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood for it. So in my bedroom, I just sat on the bed. And that's really the sound just the the, the clock that I have makes. But um, it's something about it is sobering. It's it. It reminds me that I that I'm within time. You know, because you know, sometimes we forget and we say that no, I I got time. I don't got. I don't have any time. I don't have time for this. You can't have something that you can't. That's not yours. Like it's it. You have no way or capability of being able to hold it. You're within the measurement of time. You know, and that's a gift. And um, someone asked me something today. They said. I offered, I heard their power went out and I offered, I said, look, if you, you know, you need a hot meal, holler at me, whatever. And they asked how the kids were processing it. And I said, they're processing it. You know, they, you know, kids process it. They learn how to process it through how you're processing it. If you're, you know, avoiding the truth and acting like nothing is happening, then that's what they'll do. Right. And if you're processing it like, yes, this is and this is how we process it, you know, it's terribly uncomfortable, but we can still have good moments and we're not in this position and that position. You know, it's a gratitude approach. So 
that kept them, you know, in small things, like I said, that I was doing that kept them feeling like things were normal, but just hot, like being able to take baths, playing in them. I even let them play in a shower as if it was like fake raining, like it was raining or something, you know, like, you know, whatever. And, you know, the nighttime having sleepovers, that was fun for them. But um, I said, they're handling however. And I said, but, you know, me, um, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm that person in the car. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's just not. Well, you know, you hear it more from black mamas or Hispanic mamas. They're like. You know, when you're in the car and you're asking, are we are we there yet? Are we close? Like, how much longer we got or whatever, you know, in the car. And they say, you want to go home? <laughs> and you say, no. Well, just shut up and sit back. <laughs> but I, I explained, I said, that's how, that's how I feel. That's what's happening with God right now. Just, just go ahead on and shut up and sit back or, or you want to go home. Which one? Which one you want to do? You know, that's what it feels like. And um, it's just, it's just interesting, you know. And I know I can't be the only one that has hit this place where you're just in the car and you're anticipating. It's like you're driving through a haunted house, you know, and you're in, you're driving, you're riding, and you know that you're safe because you know the haunted house is a fake haunted house. Like, you, you know this is all fake, but you still anticipate when is the person going to jump out? When is this? When is that? Even though it won't hurt you you're still jumping and that's what it feels like like I know God is gonna you know take care of me like guide me give you know highlight moments that I need to pay attention to that you know expanded my gift of discernment like I know all of that but it's tough you know it's tough. And um, I only shared because I knew. I knew that in just about other area, in any other area, I always um, stop to give out wisdom and revelations that I've learned. You know? I stopped to give that out. And I knew this time someone probably needed something, which I got a lot of, um, I've gotten a lot of feedback, you know, and if you guys message me and you, even if you comment or anything like that, I appreciate that, you know, because it lets me know that how it's helped you and everything. But, um, I knew I had to do it. And then like, after all the time passed, right, it was that night, we finally got the AC back on. Cause I remember during that episode, I was waiting for the AC to get cut back on because you had to let the generator rest. And um, we got to sleep that night, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you could hear doom, like everything just clicked on in the house, you know, because I had the hallway lights on just so it could alert us when whatever, and you know, it actually startled the hell out of us because, well. 
I, you know, I rephrase that. I startled the hell out of everyone else because I run. Like if I get startled and it's probably from me living alone a lot, you know, I was a single parent for a long time. So, you know, my fight or flight is really quick. It's, it's, it's flighting to fight, not flight or flight. <laughs> so I, I literally sprung and ran off the bed onto the floor down the hallway. Like, you know how somebody can get up and I ran off the bed? Like, that's how fast. And Chris had to keep screaming my name because I couldn't. I was running directly to it because, you know, that, that was the first night we split the kids and put the kids in one room. So I got up running full speed and my heart, like he had to really stop me and just make me breathe because I was running to get or do whatever. Like, <laughs> that's it. You know, so we was up for a while after that trying to calm down and then we finally went to bed and then, you know, it was, then it was, that portion was over you know? And later when Chris returned to work and he came home and he said, um, I said, well, how was your day? Like, what's up? What's going on? You know, everything was fine. I said, well, how you feel on the inside? You know, cause people always tell you they fine, they good, whatever. Nah, no, no, no. How you feel on the inside? Like, what's up? And he said, it's like one day you, <laughs> your whole, he was like, my whole day was revolving around gas or either doing these natural. Okay, so we have gas, so now we got to find this, you know? And he said, you went from all of that to, let me respond to this email and check this out. You know, it's it's just a jolt, you know, and I think it I think it's a lot for everyone, you know, and um and it's a lot for everyone, even if you were out of town, you know, because if you were out of town then you know, that time out of town, that's that's you know, a a lot of people came back to, you know, damage that was sitting and sitting, you know for a while so it's a lot for them so even when you see them and you see that oh they were out of town they were fine no they they were gone and couldn't come back and then they had to come back to you know soft this ruin that you know because that humidity is something real i'm telling you i noticed that one windowsill when i was talking to y'all the last time on the last pod podcast episode the first part of this uh hurricane ida one man i looked at the window seals downstairs the same thing and you know when when you have a house that's not like you know that that stuff seemed like it's small like it's a little crack but you have to realize that oh that's a crack and guess what's gonna happen oh we got we got summer we got winter we got termite season we got this we got that you know, we got to take care of that, you know. It's a lot that people are dealing with. And, you know, sometimes I was explaining to Chris that sometimes life feels like a flat-out circus, you know. 
it feels like it's a circus and you know what you know what social media social media is like the fun house portion of the circus you, you I'm sorry the fun house mirrors that's what social media is like a bunch of warped images You know, when you have kids, and it's different, when you don't have kids of a certain age, you're not going to understand certain things. But when you have kids of a certain age, like when they get particularly like, you know, adult age, not early teens, because, you know, it's the older years that that are different, right? And when you watch... Because I was asking, I and I'm very self-aware, and even <laughs> when I ask questions, I ask in a fashion like I want to find out, like what am, where am I doing this wrong? Like why is this bothering me? Why is social media or whatever so annoying to me right now? And it's like you're watching a funhouse mirror all day. If you're on, if you're on social, if you go on social media, it feels like to me, like I'm watching a fun house. It's like you're watching all of these inflated images that you know good and well there's, if you have any discernment or anything, there's rubble underneath the surface. You know, you know, you know that, right? And for anyone who's been alarmingly, and I thought it was just me, right? And so I saw someone else who had stayed as well, and I saw her post something about social media. And I said, oh, so it's not just me. Oh, okay, it's not just me. So other people are annoyed by this too? Then what is that? Well, talking with a few people who have been dealing with the same thing, and I think all of us had the familiar feeling of it was just tiring watching a lot of irresponsibility. And it feels weird because you feel like, wait, but that's not, why do I even care about that? You know, it's just something about it. It just feels, it just feels reckless. And a lot of comments people would make, they were unempathetic. And it's just, it was just, and you know, the people, and it's interesting about empathy, the people who gripe about never getting empathy are the ones who never give empathy. That's the reason why you never get it, babe. You know? And the people who, you know, feel like, oh, people don't care about this or that. You don't ever give out care. So why would you ever get care? It's this It's this weird thing. But... If you're out there and you feel like, man, why does this all feel like so strange? It is strange, babe. It's very strange times. And I think we were already collectively as a as a community just starting to maybe peep at accepting that the pandemic could have done something to us. You know, as far as the alarmingness and staying in, you know, alert mode. 
and then this happened, you know, and then, you know, you notice a lot more people are nervous while driving in the rain, you know, because, you know, not everybody wants to really explain it, but I'll be honest, that wind was nothing nice, you know, I, I couldn't. It was a lot. And when you see people's houses ruined, you see why. Oh, for sure. You know. It's just a lot to process. And you're still dealing with every single personality in your life. You know. And my and and throughout this time of you trying to process everything and understand everything. And this isn't just for hurricane people who experience hurricane either. This is for any situation you've, if you're dealing with a different kind of storm in your life, you know, you know, you just, you have to give yourself time and separate if you need to. Cause there are times that we don't advocate for ourselves enough. Like we don't advocate for ourselves enough. Meaning like you don't say, you know what? I can't deal with this personality type right now. It's just too much. Not that the person is too much, but, you know, like I explained to my husband about PMS. I said, look, for me with PMS, what happens is I have a high tolerance level for everything. I have space for everything, right? I deal with this, the casual complaining, the snarky attitudes from people. Um, and this is just close not just random like Joe Blow on the street. I don't deal with people like that. This is like family, you know, people. You deal with the snarkiness, you deal, you deal with people being insensitive. You think you deal with people being sharp and combative. Yo, I think being combative has to be the most tiring, draining quality to deal with. Someone who always has a quick rebuttal. Like they don't, and people are only combative. It's combative when you don't take time to comb through the thought before you start responding to things. Because then that provokes the person to have to explain to you and then calm you down in a sense, which you don't think you calm. You think you just talking because combative is your way of life. That's not everybody's way of life. The minute you got to go too far into explaining, that's when you're like, so wait, I'm explaining this to you because you assumed that I meant this. But you thought by knowing me and my character, and my personality, you couldn't surmise quickly that I wouldn't say something like that to you. Yeah, you just bought the the conversing into a combat and and combating isn't always screaming and yelling. It's calm. It's just like. You're not easily understanding something. So that makes it combative. Like that is the most draining thing to deal with. And typically, you know, I have space for a lot of things. But when that time comes, it's like, no, I don't have space for that. I don't. And there's something, this tactic I developed that I remember I was talking to my hairdresser and friend, um, Becky and I was telling her about you know I said you see that with that oh yeah it was the 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 other person who has a creative service that 
I pay for, like getting tattoos and stuff, right? You know, I said, now look, you know, I thought that this person, it turns out he's not easy to, he's not hard to get in contact with, right? Once you start talking to him. But at first I thought it was going to be that, you know, because some people are just hard to respond through. Sometimes when they're first meeting you on social media, they don't respond quickly. But once they meet you, they're easily to be tapped on, right? Okay. But in the beginning, when I was in the chair trying to make it, I said, man, I cannot I can't, I only have space for one person to do that. For me to chase for an appointment, I only have space for one person. And that's, that's Becky. And she laughed, you know, because it was her. And it's the truth. I only have space for one person. It's just like certain arguments that I, I, I don't have, I'm not going to argue. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not about to argue with you. You know, I'm, I'm, look, I told my husband. I said, Chris, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I ain't about to argue with no other man. No, 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 no. I have space to argue with one man in my life. That's my husband. That's the only space. And I be trying not to do that. Okay? Like, you know, I want to keep things as talking as much as possible. I don't want to go to the argue level. And that's the space. And, And when I told that to her, she said, you know what? I thought about that. You're right. I don't have space to do that with this person. I only have space to do that with this person. And that's what I do, you know, and that's what I'm suggesting that you do when you're in a place of you're figuring things out, you're whatever, and you don't have the space to deal with combativeness and you don't have the space to deal with ill understanding or either zero empathy level, like, if you don't have the space to deal with any of that, and it is okay, because that means that you're in a space where you're more vulnerable, you're more, you're less guarded, and you're more tender, not sensitive, because I rarely get to a sensitive place, but tender, where I'm just like, yeah, take it a little easy on me, like, you know, can you be the nice that I am with you? Can you be the calm that I am with you? You know, sometimes you get to that place. And it's okay to admit that, but we don't want to admit it because we don't want to look weak or we don't want to look like we're being too sensitive or like we keep our, you know, our 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 underwear in a bundle all the time, you know? Or we're wearing our heart on our sleeve. That kind of thing. It's just boundaries. Boundaries we gotta set. We gotta set. And you know that they're watching all of the levels, all of the movies of Harry Potter, and so much was just happening today. Well, so much happened yesterday, the day before yesterday. It was just so much stuff each day, you know. And I really practice. I don't just I don't just try to teach it to people. I practice. I deal with my challenges flat foot. Flat foot on the ground. I'm I'm standing right there in the doorway because I'm a I'm a chin check you as soon as you come in. That's how that's how I deal with my challenges. You know. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to do it sober. It's hard to do it without a vice. It's hard. But the results are what I want. <laughs> 
you know that's just like someone could say oh it's hard coming home face all this rubble and face all this stuff yeah it's hard but i'd rather do it while it's happening than wait to a couple weeks later and then i'm really stressed you know it's really the results i chase of all of this stuff and that's why i say it you know and then making those conscious hard decisions and then watching the chaos of those decisions and watching. Because see, when you on social media, you're not just watching someone's day. You're watching their thought patterns, their whatever you're watching. You know, it was so much that I had to stop seeing. I don't want to see you make the most absent comments, thought absent comments or, you know, dehumanizing comments or just so many things or just watching the f flailing arms of irresponsibility or whatever it is just know you're not alone and feeling like this feels weird i don't like it here let me get off you know because a lot of people have been feeling that way a lot of people because you know people go through the phase whenever disaster i don't i don't know if disaster happens in your city or if I'm sure in other cities like Detroit or wherever they they can you could say oh I've heard people make dumb comments like that, you know as soon as something bad happened with a city I hate it here this place is this this place is that this is like this this is like that. Do you hate it here? Or do you hate your decisions or lack of preparedness? What is it? <laughs> I was about to say what it is. <laughs> What's up? I'm not about to sing that song. Because if you know that song, it gets real inappropriate after that. But I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm like a jukebox, you know. He said, what it is, homie? What's up? But anyway, so um, you watching that too. It's like constantly watching adults in the mind frame of teenagers. And if you have older children you know how annoying teenagers can be with their banter and i swear that's what it feels like you're hearing teenage banter on coming out of grown faces you know and it's 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 just it's a lot so i'm telling you to bow out and it's not new trust me they've always been like this they've always thought like this they've always posted like this this stuff has always happened, but now you're in a place where it's kind of like, okay, I'm I'm teetering close to overwhelmed, or either I'm already overflowing with overwhelmed, an overwhelmed feeling, which is normal, you know, because this is a lot. But, you know, and if you think of every part of a circus, you know, I never really cared for circuses. I yeah, I don't like zoos either though. I I just I just didn't I just didn't understand the fun to watch things in cages that was weird to me, and the zoo like I don't I mean I mean the circus I something about it was just I don't know I always had weird thoughts about it, but that's what it feels like if you look at it you can pretty much find any any section down to the freak show portion or you know. The juggling, the juggling could be people, you know, the people you see, they're always selling something new or doing something new or, 
you know, they go from being a certified this to certified that, to certified this, to certified that. And it's like, damn, like, damn, you know, like it's, it's a lot watching this. So, and you know, and I know a lot of us content creators and influencers or whatever they, you know, you make money from, you know, and you make a living from social media, but sometimes you got to bow out, you know. I was sent a message today that said, pace yourself. And I chuckled because I thought, well, hell, I don't, I don't think I got no other option. Because, you know, we've been forced to pace ourselves. We've been forced to sit with ourselves. And um, it's just a lot. But I honestly think, I honestly think we're all doing well and doing it, you know? And they say, well, Tori, you ain't see me last night. Because, baby, last night I wasn't doing well. No, but even when you're going through something, like what that, what is that? Um, my daughter has these. I love these tattoos she has on her legs. Going, uh, go through it, not above it, from Nemo, you know. And um, we just gotta go through it. And then. It reminds me of when I used to get evicted. Now, ain't that funny? Now, look. Now, you know you've been evicted a couple times when you say when I used to get it. One of the times where I used to get evicted. Well, whenever I got evicted, because I got evicted pretty much out of one, two, three. Three apartments when I was young in my 20s. Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Well, um, I remember I was sitting on the floor. That was the apartment in Houston. I was sitting on the floor and I was supposed to be packing and I was just looking at all the stuff around me and I just looked at the ground and I had no clue that this was a manifestation technique, right? To put yourself in the future moment and respond to it to make your body line up with it. Anyway, and the universe like conspire, like comes together and makes it whatever, but listen, so I was sitting down and I was looking and um, at all the stuff. And I was supposed to be packing up my entertainment center. And I said, one day I'm going to be, this time next week, I'm going to be in another apartment. And, you know, I'm going to be in another place. And I'm going to be unpacked. And I'm, I'm going to remember this moment. So, y'all, that's what we're about to do. If you got a TV running or anything, cut it off. If you could run to a closet, run to a closet. Or if you're in the car, if you can pull over, that would be nice. But I want you to sit. And I want you to think about every feeling that you don't like. Everything that you don't like that's happening every vibe, every every piece of everything that you don't care for in this moment, every piece of disdain, content, discontentment, like dissatisfaction, like dis, even not being satisfied with simple stuff like food. 
I've it's been weeks since I've had something that I really, really just I feel like super satisfied about eating, you know. And I took that as a sign, like this must be a place, you know. So round all those feelings up. And I want you to sit and close your eyes and think this one thought. One day, I'm going to remember this moment. And in the place that I'm sitting in, that moment will be nothing like this moment. I'll have everything I need. All of my feelings will be the complete opposite. I'll have peace. I'll have clarity. Because we all know hindsight is twenty-twenty. And I'll have complete understanding. I'll have understanding. And it won't feel like this. This moment is temporary. Just as temporary as the sun going away, quote unquote. You know, right now it's dark here. It's 8.14 p.m. in New Orleans right now. And I don't see the sun, but I know it's coming. And I think that's that's what we have to do with all of this. You may not see the sun, but it's coming. And sometimes it may seem like the day is so long and you wait for the moon. And you just hope for the moon to be bright when it appears. Those are real moments. Just sit and imagine and see what it's going to feel like. You know? None of this is easy, but it's, I mean, you've got to be grateful for the the growing amounts of technology and ability to feel understood that technology allows you to feel like you get to now listen to someone speak about the same thing that you're feeling, you know, so be grateful for those things. Be grateful for the small things. Like the last time I was talking to you, you heard crickets and, you know, whatever the hell else is running around up in that grass back here, you know, because the windows were open. But now it's the AC and the clock ticking. Like it's a whole nother thing. Like I'm in a whole nother place. I'm not sweating in a bathing suit because I wore a bathing suit every day. That's how hot it was, you know. You're not alone. You're not alone in feeling like, where the hell are we? I ain't never seen this place before. Let me tell you, I was in, where was I? You ever you ever let the map take you somewhere and the map take you a route that you're like, oh, this, I ain't never seen this place before. Like, what part of town is this? And then you go to the details part to try to see the streets to make sure you, you're swiping up to see, like, is this still going to take me to the address I want to take it to? You know, 
did I put in the address and it's really the address for another state and not this? Because sometimes they happen. Like my particular home address is another home address in another state, which is hilarious. Or whatever. I don't know if it's a home, but I know it's the exact same address. But it's in like North Carolina something. Like, hold up now. <laughs> did I did I click the North Carolina button or did I click the New Orleans button? Hold up, what happened? You know, that's what it feels like. It feels like, what the hell are you taking me now? This is this, this a detour? You ain't tell me? Like, what's up? And sometimes it really does feel like God is quiet. And that's good, you know, because sometimes I'm quiet with my kids. Yay. I'm quiet with my kids sometimes, you know. I see them doing something, and I stop and I watch. Just to watch how they're going to respond, to watch to see. And not as a game, but just they need to grow through this moment on their own. I don't need to stop them from doing that. They need to find out that's not going to work out for them. Or they need to find out that, hey, this worked out for me. There's those two spots. And the creator is in that spot as well. What 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 good parenting would I be doing if I gave them kids the answers? If I gave all these kids the answers every single part of the way? Come on. Even when they think I'm wrong, I can't I can't correct them. I have to let them like, no, if that's what you want, do I get it? You know. You know, people talk about church hurt, you know. No one talks about parental hurt, you know. Huh. That might be another podcast for a different day. Because that'll probably run us into maybe an hour and something. And I'm not going to do that. The last time I went a little longer than normal. But it was a lot coming out. But, man, I know we're all collectively feeling like, you ain't made that left that I thought you was going to make, guy. What's going on? <laughs> Hold up now. I don't know this way. Why I feel like we're going through the bad neighborhood to get where we're going? <laughs> I swear. I swear. I have nothing but sayings running through my mind right now of black mamas. Ah, where we going? This don't seem like the, I ain't, we ain't pass off. You know, look, look, look. Whenever you're driving in a different state and you're not used to tolls, and like, hold up, I ain't see all these tolls the last time I came. What happened? <laughs> I feel like I keep playing, oh, child, at a preach. I, I feel like I keep getting caught by toll booths, you know? At one point, it really did feel, oh, my God, it really did feel like that. We had to replace this. We had to get a new sink. We had to get a new garbage disposal. We had to get a new washer and dryer. We had to get this. We had to get that. It was just, we had to get this painted. We had to get this fixed. It was just like all these damn random tolls. Like, I feel like, you know, shucks. I'm glad I ain't go to all those brunches. I'd be in trouble, child. Shucks, you better better brunch that new sink (laughs) and a countertop, girl. You know, my, my my pastor talked about preparing for things and, and your purchases. Like, did you purchase properly? You know, like there's a moment when you find out that you didn't purchase the right way. 
And that's true, yeah. Because, you know, some, well, I've said it before and I'll definitely say it again. That Chris is the person, like, in my husband, in, in a marriage, like, he's the one who handles the finances. He's a lot more disciplined. And, I mean, he's brilliant with investing and doing this and doing that or whatever. And, you know, just foreseeing, you know, sometimes he'll grip the dollars a little too hard. But then sometimes he'll just be like, okay, Tari, just, I get, we need to do this. We need to do that, right? But playing with money was never a thing that we ever had a habit of doing in our relationship because that was just the area where I just knew, you know, I respect the gangster stuff. Like I get where I'm not good and I'm okay. Like, no, 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 I'm not. No, you don't want to put that in my hands because I'm not responsible. I'm not, I can be susceptible to making a bad decision with that, right? So, you know, all the times passing, you know, when the streets started opening up, people was going out to eat a lot, doing this a lot. And I was like, man, I just want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And it was a lot that we just said no to. And, you know, and that I didn't press the issue. Because, you know, if I, you know, if I press the issue long enough, he'll be like, yeah, you know what? Let's go do this or whatever. And I didn't. But when it came down to, you know, the things we had to purchase, things we had to do, the options. You know what I realized? Like, I was like, Pastor Ava was really right. Because that's the truth. When she said that, I thought, and I thought back and I said, you know, if us not making certain purchases put us in a position where we could make quick purchases and, and have options. Like, you being responsible in certain areas it feels like you're being robbed in the moment and like you're telling yourself no, but you're really telling your future yes. Because all the moments where I didn't do this, or maybe I did my own hair, or I didn't get a pedicure that week, or, you know, I made something, you know, instead of buying something, you know, I made something instead of buying something. That that prepared me for the moments that I needed something in the future. That gave me options in the future for different things. Because I didn't do those things then, I had the option to buy all of this stuff or do this stuff or even the option to say, yeah, let's, I think we may leave town tomorrow. I don't know. You know? So think about that, you know. I think it boils back to choosing for results, towards the results you want. And digging deep, you know. Digging deep and making hard decisions and not running from things. I explained this to Tato. I said, look, no matter how long you run for something, it's always going to be waiting for you later. You know, that's like the people who say, I'm going to move here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's nice. Look, I'm not saying you have to live and die in the same city, right? But your premise and background, there's this song from Sweet Charity. If you've never seen the music, if you like musicals, check out Sweet Charity. It's really good. That Sweet Charity, when you watch it, that was like me in my 20s. Like, no lie. You know, but obviously I was charity. But anyway. But um, there's a part at the end of the 
the movie where she sings this song. Where am I going? Where am I now? What's going on in this grab bag that I call my mind? And the hook of the song, she says that everywhere she goes that she finds herself. No matter what beautiful city, no matter what views, whatever things you experience, past the photo, you still have you. You're still you, you know, and I'm telling you, I've, I've learned, I've, I've for sure learned that I don't like stuff building up. It's like pushing stuff under the bed and then one day you got to move the bed and you notice all the dirty stuff and then your mama make you clean everything up. You know, that's just like the closet. Ty's closet got messy. And he has a significant size closet with space, you know, and it got messy. And, you know, because you have that space, it's a gift and it's it's. It's a sucky part at the same time because because he has so much space in his closet, whenever he would clean his room, he started throwing his stuff in there. And when he saw the closet, he looked overwhelmed. And I told him, I said, Ty, you got to remember this. And he's deep enough to understand this. Now, Ty is, Ty is deep. You know, that's my eight-year-old boy. And I told him, I said, you looking at this closet? You better remember this for life. That honey... You could shove that stuff in the closet and make your room look clean all you want. But one day, you're going to have to go in that closet and deal with stuff. There's the stuff that's in that closet. And that's going to be some heavy stuff. And I know you may think, how could an 8-year-old retain that and think about that for life? I, I bet if you walk up to my 22-year-old heaven and ask her about the voice on the inside... Because she was like, and maybe that was Gretna... That was junior high, maybe seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever it was. Seventh grade, you know. When she learned, when I I said, did you hear anything tell you don't do that? And she said, yeah. I said, listen to that voice the rest of your life. It'll save your life. Listen to that voice. If you hear something that tell you not to do it, you, you know, kids don't even realize that they're hearing something else. No, yeah, somebody, something did tell me, don't do that. Don't do that. You got to listen to that voice the rest of your life. It'll save your life, you know? And, you know, with all this stuff going on, this is so much stuff going on from the COVID stuff, the pandemic, you know, political stuff, you know, so many relationships were broken professional relationships severed because of choices and beliefs and so much stuff has happened with sicknesses and you know I know people don't like talking about this but a lot of people lost groups of family members you know from this from other people's decisions and stuff like that you know like people going around other people feeling like oh I don't have symptoms I'm fine boom now a couple relatives dead are you still fine you know, was it? <laughs> Were you fine? You know, that stuff is real. We have a lot of stuff that we're all dealing with. And don't talk about creatives who were relying on the entertainment business. Oh, girl, child. That's, that's another thing. 
you know, but Hollywood's getting back up and it's 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 popping. They ain't playing though, but they popping. You know, cause people tired of not making a certain amount of money. You know, but the thing is, we got so much stuff we're dealing with, and we find ourselves doing what my youngest son did: put everything in a big closet. Just put everything in a big closet and make your room look clean. Sit, relax, play with toys, do whatever. The best thing I ever could have done was not allowing myself to grow comfortable with things being dirty while I sit. And now there is balance needed because I know if my husband is listening, well, when he does listen, he'll probably come to me and say, but you know you need balance with that. Because sometimes he'll tell me, you need to rest, you need to rest, you need to rest. And I'm like, no, because I can't rest because I know the kitchen is dirty. And it's not an OCD. It's just really, I, like I told the guy, the orchid man who came to the house one time, I said, look, I don't have an OCD. I said, I just like my house. I like my spirit clean. And I know that everything I do on the outside mimics what I do to me on the inside. So no, I don't want to sit when it's like that. And then there are sometimes I have to say, Toya, forget those three cups on the on the dresser and just lay down, girl. You know? But we got to watch that we don't do that with our lives, that we're not shoving everything in the closet. Talk about it. Write it down. Man, it's like 50 cents to get, to get, it may, matter of fact, it might be 30 cents to get a compositional book. Grab a few pencils. Now, pencils ain't cheap now. Well, the ones that come pre-sharpened. Did you know they were $8? Anyway, they're like $8 for a pack of pre-sharpened pencils. But anyway, but, you know, grab your pencil or a good pen and just start dumping how you feel. Even if it's stupid, whatever it is, just dump it all out. Empty out that closet. You don't never want your life to become a circus. And it only becomes a circus because you start fun, fun house, the mirror fun house. You start doing that to everything, you know. Huh. This life is interesting. But we can master it. We can we can master as much as we can. We can master pieces of it of our own individual experience. And yes, it's uncomfortable to clean. Sometimes it's tiring to clean your room every night. You know? You know, when people have come to my house and respond to how my house is neat, we have rituals every day. Every the end of the mor- the beginning of the morning, we cut on the Roomba thing or either we sweep the floor. You know, the end of the night, everything is neat, put back in place. Top of the morning, you make the bed, you do this. You have 36, wait, I think it's 36,000. Alexa, how many minutes are in a day? One day is 1,440 minutes. Okay. So. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. (laughs) Alexa, stop. Don't start again. Anyway, but. Um, so it's that many minutes in a day, right? 36,000. What was that? Was that a week? I forgot whatever it was that we looked up the calculation for it earlier. But anyway, you know, you have that many minutes in a day. And one time I timed myself, 
you know, how long it took me and not making myself rush either. How long it took me to straighten up the kitchen and do this and do that. It was nothing but maybe 20 minutes. That's it. You know, it was like 20 minutes out the entire day. A couple minutes at the top, you know, for making the bed or choosing to bring the cups down or whatever, you know. All of that stuff. That stuff seemed like something you do, something like that's a lot you're doing, a lot you're doing, a lot you're doing. But it's really nothing. It's your your perspective that makes everything so whatever. Because, you know, you're really one head tilt away from being really good with life. You know, you just need a perspective switch. Even earlier when I told Chris how I felt before I even decided to do a podcast tonight. I told him how I felt. And that's how I came up with the circus and the funhouse mirrors. That's it. That's what social media feels like. Funhouse mirrors. Everybody's pretending this, doing this, doing that. Everything is fine, you know? And treating other people who are acknowledging it as if they're wrong or a drag or not being positive. I'm so glad there's a such thing as toxic positivity now, girl. I mean, not that I'm talking to all girls, but you know. You know, I'm so glad that's a thing now that people admit that, that like, no, that's toxic positivity. Like, no, this is a real situation. You can be upset. It's fine. You know, you know, it it just, you don't want that stuff bottle up. So don't shove stuff in that closet, y'all. And if you have been shoving in the closet, we all do. Oh my God, we all do. Whenever things are really wacky I go clean out my closet and then I start looking at what I'm doing like before the lights got cut on before the energy came back on I remember I moved everything from underneath I I use I keep bags underneath the bed meaning like uh uh carry-on bags or like purses I don't normally whatever and I put all of that in goodwill stuff like I got rid of so so much stuff it was ridiculous you know, sometimes you need space. And, you know, I emptied the stuff out. This is my this is my parting story. I'm going to end after this. Um, that's funny. In my mind, I started <laughs> joking around. I wanted to say, cue the band members. Get, get me set up. I'm about to, about to let everybody out. You know how they do in church. But anyway. Um, anyway, I um, my art room, I always show my art room on social media. And it has, like, it, it had these loft like uh I took the futon um bedding I took those pillows those big large pillows and covered them with uniform things so it's like a soft cushy thing with pillows and stuff like that and I have a lot of cool artwork of my own artwork that I do excuse me and um I emptied that room out a good bit and it looked like a big blank space, but I emptied it out because guess what? That I bought all of that stuff when I was uh, shop uh, when I was shopping to get over how I felt. It's like you know what you call shop therapy or whatever, right? Retail therapy. So you know, I realized why I never wanted to sit in the art room any my art meditation room anymore is because it was decorated with all the things that I purchased during a time when I was feeling away and that energy was still on it. So then I wasn't comfortable in the room and in fact started growing a disdain towards the room. And um, I got rid of everything 
And I looked at the room and I, I got rid of everything and then I polished the floors and I stood and looked at the room. And when I thought I would look at it and think that it was empty, I looked at it and I thought, this is good. And that's when I realized it's really a, it's really a head tilt in perspective because I could have looked at it as like, okay, so now when you walk in my house to the right, instead of seeing a cool, comfortable looking room, you see a more emptier space, almost like gallery style, the way it looks. And, you know, instead of me thinking it's empty, I just look at it and think, oh, well, that's an opportunity. Like when I get the money, I'll buy a couch I want, you know, at the right time with the right money and the right energy and the right intentions. And then I'll love to be in the room, you know, and your life and your body is like that, like a room. And you want to make sure you move stuff out that need to be moved out. You don't want to space. You don't want to take up space. That's not fun. That's not cool. You know, you don't want to do that. Well, if I get rid of that, what's going to go in the spot? Girl, so you're going to keep something messed up in the spot that, girl, you better leave that spot empty so something can know it's supposed to be there. You know? So... Clean out your closet. All of that old emotional stuff. All of that stuff. The stuff you never wear. Think about that. Start purging. And you're not throwing anything away. You're giving it to Goodwill. You know, because people are going to get that and be. it's going to be a good find for somebody. You know, get rid of that stuff. You're not going to use it. It's just holding energy. It's holding space. And it's feeding into a funhouse mirror that I have a lot of things. Things make me feel like I have a good time and like everything is perfect. No, it's not. You have a bunch of things you don't use, you don't want. It's okay. If you ain't going to ever read the book, don't read it. It's cool. That don't make you a bad person. Your show ain't dumb. If you don't wear the shoes again, it's not wasteful. It's just options. You're never going to wear those shoes again. You're never going to do it. But clean it out for you. You know, organize it. And set yourself free. Open the windows. Maybe burn some Palo Santo at the same time. Like, whatever you got to do to reset your place, you know. And don't worry, honey. We all in the same we all in the same back seat asking where we going at the same time of life, you know? And God telling all of us, you won't you won't ride or you won't go back home. <laughs> so um try to be understanding with yourself and pull back when you need to and you know we're gonna get it right. And I'm telling you, maybe one day I'll take a clip from this episode and plug it in for next year when things are going completely different and better for all of us, you know. So be easy. See you next time. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. If this podcast has helped you in any way and you want to donate to this podcast, you can donate through Vimeo, Toya, Dash, Bodhi, or Cash App, dollar sign, Toya, Bodhi, T-O-Y-A, 
B-O-U-D-Y. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to share it with a friend. See you next time. Thank you.